But it is what is up. What is good, gamers? This is Show Enough Seventy One, aka Digga Dulamite. That purple bling bling on the game we don't play, y'all. Wow, <laughs> system we don't play. Yeah, I got. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode one fifty eight of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just happy to be here, as always, talking about this hobby that we love, games. I'm um, happy to be doing it with these two old guys. I mean, these two guys. Um, man, you were right the first time. <laughs> Hey, you just passed, so you know. It's, it's, what are you talking about? It's like it's like uh, one ancient warlord calling other two warlords like even more ancient. So you... I love that we're we're warlords all of a sudden. Thank you, Joe. I no problem. Got my, I got my AARP re, uh, submission request just like you got, last month. So. You got a uh, you got rails on your warhorse. Okay. So. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk to y'all about some games. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, all right, and of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. He is that food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, bro? Not much, man. Just enjoying this weekend. I was trying. I want to maximize my gaming dollar, but you know. You know, I, I am keeping it on the DL. I am laying off the sales. I saw like a bunch of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon for the Switch was like twenty bucks at GameStop. I'm like, you know, sitting here like like a like a lobster being boiled. Going, ah! You know, because it's like it's so cheap compared to the retail value. Ah! But nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, so everything's good. I've been enjoying my backlog, and uh, we'll talk about it when we talk about the playlist. But, uh, you know, getting through this thing, you know, this big, heavy February, everyone's playing all these hot new games. I got some hot new games on my backlog. Thank you so much. So, yes, you do. Yep. Okay. So, well, since we're on the topic of uh, gaming and backlogs, we're going to move into our first topic on our docket. And as usual, it's going to be the playlist. All right, let's start with you, Joe. What you been playing, man? Well, let's uh, before we go into the Outriders talk, of course, I'll talk about the one game I've been <laughs> playing by myself. Uh, is going to be uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and um, I'm actually like I think I said last episode that I restarted and I've gotten into the minutia of the game. I've gotten into like trying to level up all the weapons on there um you know as the game's building up i'm getting new powers i just got the jet boots earlier today and i opened up that one level where you're just kind of gliding in the desert and whatnot and i am loving it you know i have old school platformer fan here 3d platformer you know and i'm the guy that likes to go in and you know, go in every little crevice, uh, grab every little thing and, and look for all the bolts, all the stuff. And, you know, this, this desert level had a bunch of uh, of 
you know, pottery and vases in the background. So you get, you guess, you know, who was sitting here therapeutically uh, bashing every vase and knowing the man. Yeah, you know, it kind of irritates Des a little bit when we're playing that one Outriders level, or it's in the like the uh, like ancient tombs, and there's a bunch of pots around, and I am just shooting every pot known to man. I got like I got uh, uh, um, some sort of uh, you know death wish against pottery or something. You know, I just I just like the visceral destruction of pottery. I guess. No, I think you're you're you're. You're the hero reborn. You're getting, in, you're getting, um, uh, you're getting in touch with your inner link. Is what you're doing. There you go. Yeah. I think it's the gaming version of popping bubble wrap. Nah. Got it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I, I take that. Yeah, I'm gonna sit there and pop every damn thing. So. It's like, yeah. But yeah, enjoying it so far, and I am in it to win it. I am going to be playing it. If we're not playing multiplayer, whatever, Outriders or whatnot, I am dedicating for this playthrough simply because I'm renting the game from the library and I've had it for empty periods. I know my rental period's up about about 10 days from now. I'll probably see if I'm not done by then to see if I can renew it again and kind of finish my playthrough of it. But enjoying it quite a bit. I think, uh, you know, listener of the show gerald i know you kev you beat it too right i did i did and it was, i thought it was a fantastic game yeah so you know i'm enjoying the ride i i you know <laughs> i think it was said online oh the, the gunk's just like ratchet and clank it's equal you know xbox games pass banger the gunk you know which is a good game but you know you don't want to compare it to ratchet and clank it's a, it's a different beast on that this. that is that is straight slander. That is slanderous <laughs> on Ratchet and Clank. The no, game no. is nowhere near. It's not even the same type of game to begin with. Oh, I know. And anybody who was thinking that it's even on par graphically with Ratchet and Clank is is on uh, meth. In my no, opinion. they're 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 on Xbox fanboy meth. That's what you know. Whatever that, that on meth that, is on that feelness. Yes. Shout out to Saltiest Gaming. <laughs> no, no, that's uh, no, it wasn't Salty. It was uh, what's that other guy? Uh, Jez, yeah, that guy. Jez Corden, yeah. No, not him. Not him. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm getting my Jez's mixed up here. Mixed up. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, think about Phil Spencer and how he's like looked at. And I know I'm gonna kill this aside after this point, but. Uh, you almost hold him up like a gaming Gandhi, like, you know, we're, we're going to all like, you know, uh, sing Kumbaya, hold hands and like, you know, we're all gamers and we're, we're all for the gamers. <laughs> Come on, yeah. you're a businessman. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then also, of course, we have played uh, Outriders quite a bit. Uh, we've actually not been doing a lot of the in-game with our main characters we've been uh, diving in with our secondary characters you know i'm with the devastator of course and kev you were rocking the technomancer right mm -hmm. and i think you're playing the trickster right des i am all right see i remember even though i'm ancient I, my memory's on point so <laughs> but uh you know we've also been kind of playing a little bit with a friend of the show damon of course on that and i'm uh, enjoying the playthrough quite a bit on there so i don't mind rinsing and repeating because i'm kind of you know enjoying you know going through a different character class and doing different perks you know so 
Yeah, and I think each each character just plays so differently. I think that's that's the one thing that I like about the game is is they play so differently. It's like, you know, I play completely differently the the trickster than I than I ever did my technomancer. So I'm just like totally like yeah, you know, this is for me. It's really a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's pretty much. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any more to talk about outriders. I know we talked about ad nauseum, but uh... I'm just ready for the. Um... I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm ready for the the next uh, expansion. Like, I want to I want to see what they're going to be adding to it. Um, again, I really like the gameplay. It's fun. Uh, the trickster plays so differently than the than the Technomancer that it's just night and day. And I think that's that's a really for me that's a really good uh, test of of design. If if you actually add different characters with different stats and different abilities. And they actually play different is is just fantastic to me. So I really enjoy it. So I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. And we'll keep playing for sure. I know, uh, you know, fellow friend of the show Alfred from GH Radio was going to download it and play it on Xbox. And so we might have an opportunity to do some cross-platform Outriders play on there. And if you are wanting to play on a different platform and whatnot it has worked we have played with az rockslide over uh, on pc one time i believe on the beta i think so i'm pretty sure it's going to work and you know i think it was kind of mentioned in the discord you know that we have no problems moving over the discord for um game chat if you guys want to do cross play and play on a different platform on that so just uh, take us on up on our offer you know let us know on discord and so on and so forth so but uh that's it for me as far as this week is concerned. So, all right, Diz, uh, why don't you take it? What you been playing, dude? Well, uh, aside from Outriders, the only other game that I've been playing is this new indie title called Ocean's Heart, and uh, it's for the Nintendo Switch. And I'm really, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's a, it's a top-down uh, Legend of Zelda or uh, Link's Awakening um, type of uh, inspired game you know in which you play this little girl well this girl i don't know if she's little or not but but she's a she's a she's a teenage girl and you're running around this island trying to find your brother and your sister who have been kidnapped by pirates and it's it's the the cool thing about it is the color palette is fantastic it has really good uh the story is really kind of silly and um i don't know like the writing is really good but the the best part about it is it was, it was all done by one person, this guy named uh, Max Mraz, and uh, he basically spent four years of his life sat down and taught himself how to make this game, um, and he just sat down and made it, which I thought was an amazing feat. And he did it. Some days he would work uh, a lot. On, some some weeks he would work a lot. Some days he wouldn't. Uh, he made another small free game just to kind of test everything out. But this is his first. Uh, paid release and it was picked up by the publisher was a nord current which is uh, an, a a european uh publisher who picked it up and uh it was on steam for a very long time for for a, a couple months at least and then it was uh released on on digitally on uh steam sorry on a on um uh, uh nintendo nintendo um so i've been playing it on the switch in handheld mode and it just plays really really well um and I think this, the writing is just very clever, but he did everything for it. You know, he programmed it, uh, did the sound effects, did the music. Um, 
everything. So I think that's just a really kind of cool uh, little little thing to be able to just do like you wanted to make a game and you went and did it and i think people who do that should be especially if it's a good game uh should be rewarded for it so i went out and i picked it up it's not very expensive uh 14.99 um i think it's a really good price for it the colors are vibrant um and and the controls are pretty intuitive it actually has a um a crafting portion to it so you can pick stuff up in the world uh, you know, when Link would always would, would always cut down the shrubs and sometimes you'd find rupees. Well, here you can actually get uh, different materials to to create potions and stuff. So I'm still early on in the game. Um, and and because it's pirates, it's a theme and it's ocean heart. So there's uh, you're 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 exploring uh, uh, an archipelago, an archipelago with a whole bunch of different um, uh, islands around around. So you basically go to different islands and you sail around and. And you just go on this adventure trying to, you know, bring back your father and his and sister. So, uh, I've I've been enjoying it so far. Um, it it plays really well um, on the on the Switch. And yeah, I mean, there's a couple of small small little things that I think it could be improved. It's like when someone like like there's there's no um, when you when you're walking when your character's walking you can walk through another person but when you when they walk through you or you walk through them you stop and you can't move until they clear you so that's kind of an interesting kind of kind of thing um but but overall i think it's you know really it's it, it was really cool and ambitious for him to do it and it looks it just looks fantastic so so yeah kudos for him to him for for making this so it's just a really fun game you can get it on you can get it on uh, nintendo on the switch and if um and if it does come to a physical i might actually double dip and get it physically but it's a fun game the art assets are really good and yeah so i, I really enjoy it i'm looking it over it looks nice i just added to my steam wish list so yeah it looks it looks fantastic you know and i'm sure and i'm sure you could get it on a on a really cheap steam discount as well i just bought it on the on the switch because you know it, he had it, it was finally moved over uh, to the switch and i like playing it handheld so and, I, and i'm sure you, you could definitely play this on the on the um the steam deck when you get it so i i think it's great but that's really all that i've been playing this week it's been a very relatively light week you know uh school has been um not kicking my butt but i've had a couple projects too so so really haven't had the a, a time to play when i have played it's usually been with you guys which is which is you know, fun. It's relaxing. Outriders is is for me. It's just it's just a really good, just you know, cool game. You put it on and you just play. And I think that's what's what, what's what's so cool about it. You know, and and now that we know what we're doing, um, it you you you're not spending a ton of time, um, because like I don't need to read the story again. So so you can really kind of burn through it. And now that now that I kind of know what we need to do for the end game i'm really wanting to get this trickster to the end game that way i can start doing um expeditions with them and then uh possibly do a pyromancer and then a um and then and then if i'm really diligent doing a, a devastator either devastator or pyromancer i'm not sure that way we have choices when we play uh we have choices of characters when we um when we play the expansion when it comes out i just really hope the expansion is something worth it I really hope it is. That's hope. I was tempted yeah. to like maybe change my uh, voice acting to like Portuguese or something. That way, it just kind of deviates it. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah. I mean, Portuguese or or Polish. You know, that'd be yeah. kind of funny. 
some. See Jakob actually speaking in Polish. Yeah, be hilarious. But other than that, that's all I've been playing. So, uh, Kev, what have you been playing, buddy? Well, for me, it's mine has been even shorter <laughs> as far as the game list goes. Uh, outside of Outriders, which we've all played, we've mentioned, I'm running the Technomancer. Still struggling a little bit with it, but uh, like I'm at World Tier Five uh, with my character, so I, I think I just have to try just play it until I get some better gear. I, I struggle when um, enemies get close to me. So. Yeah, it was a struggle for me too. You know, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Right up until I was able to get get better uh, perks for the freeze, you know, it was much better. I mean, if you look up if you look up the toxic builds, um, it gets it gets you can melt people, but it's a good it's a good like boss boss melter uh, kind of build, and that's the thing. Like your your you're basically your focus is just you know. You know, just just completely melting bosses uh, with this. So one. you can change your turrets to toxic. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can that? get a yeah, you can get a. And the last build, you, the last one you get is a toxic turret that you can just oh, okay. keep dropping one 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 at every. You can just keep dropping it one at a time, and then I think I think you can change your 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 frost turret to a toxic turret. I think that's how it is. Um, because I know you can change the toxic one into frost, and I think you, I think you can turn your the, the frost one into toxic. So that way you can have two 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 turrets of the same type. I think that's how you can do it. But I do know that the toxic one uh, you can just pretty much you can throw it. You know, it, it it recharges in seven seconds, and it just pours toxic on, and then that with the toxic bullets, and then a couple of other uh, perks. Like uh, like like spare mag and another one basically keeps your keeps your um, what is it? It's 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 two perks. It's like spare mag and there's another one that that when you kill an enemy it replenishes your mag. So you basically have unlimited um, if you if you're able to do it right you have unlimited toxic bullets. So that's why it just melts people because you never have to reload and it's just disgusting. So, um, but yeah. Um, if you if you look for the uh, toxic build, you can see that it's just melting, just melting people. So, okay. but that's another that's another thing you can talk about or you can look for, and then and then get the um the perks. Sorry, the uh, mods that will um that will help facilitate that for you. But um, you don't get that till closer to the end of the story, right? Uh, level twenty two is when you get the is when you get the uh, corrosive turret or the or the toxic turret, and then okay. you can add that to your. But then you usually run that. You run that toxic bullets, and then another, um, another um, turret. I think it's frost turret to keep them off you, or you can run, um, um, you can run the shrapnel if you if you need more firepower, because you can you can you can place like mines around. So if they run up to you, they they blow themselves up. So, mm. but but yeah. Okay. All right. So well, that's definitely something I'll keep in mind. Uh, the but the other game that I have spent the actually the majority of my game time on has been Sifu. No. Oh. And man, let me tell you, uh, Sifu. It's been a long time, like outside of the fan-made brawlers that I've talked about the last couple episodes. It's been a while since I've had been this engrossed in 
a commercially available beat em up. Sifu's style and technicality is it's really unique. It feels really unique to me. I, I don't really know if it's really reinventing the wheel necessarily. I, I hear a lot of people saying it's like the the demon souls of beat em ups. I I don't know if I go that far, but the sense of I guess I guess what I'm saying would be the the, the sense of risk and reward with this brawler is pretty much second to none that that I that I can remember playing in, in recent times. Um. I'm not going to get into the story because I think that's part of the adventure. So I'm not I'm not going to mention any story elements or why things take place and, and any of that. I'm just going to talk real quick on the mechanical elements. So the game's mechanics focus on dodge and parry. There are some moves that your enemies will do that require you to dodge and you can you can the enemy will give their tails by uh glowing appendages if it's going to be a kick that can't be blocked then it will glow if it's going to be a punch that can't be blocked then they'll glow if you're there's some enemies that are uh grapplers and they're usually much larger than the the usual enemies that you come across so they when they glow then you have to dodge so when you're dealing with them you will quickly dodge behind them and that exposes them to a counter counter attack from the rear the interesting thing about this game and it's something that i really haven't uh experienced is they do parries a little bit differently when you parry if you push and hold the strong strike, which uh, without uh, on the uh, what they call that uh, standard button layout is the triangle, you push and hold triangle, and that is I think they call it the cobra strike, and it's like three or four really quick uh, strikes that you can do, and that will put the opponent in a stunned state. And that lets you follow up with even more attacks. The another thing that you can do is after a parry, and you have to watch the parry as well because there is like a graphic a flare that takes place when you parry a move. It's kind of reddish. Sometimes it's red. Sometimes it. I've seen it on on my TV. It's white. I don't know if it, I was standing in front of uh, an environmental element that made that effect change color but if you push um square then it's like a like a like a push away like a clear away move like he'll do like an open hand palm strike to create distance between him and and your opponent between you and your opponent and it i tell you man you will not for those who think ah, oh, you just go in there and you just hit uh square square triangle square triangle square you're not going to be able to beat this game playing it like a traditional baller you will get your butt handed to you i i, I mean handed to you you are not going to button mash through this <laughs> in no way shape or form the mechanics 
the mechanics force you to utilize the tools that you're given. Um, and the, the other thing I'll talk about is the actual tools that you get. As everybody that's heard of the game knows, it revolves around uh, death and renewal, quote unquote. So when you get uh, killed in battle, you will be resuscitated immediately or you have the option to resuscitate yourself. Uh, you have this magic talisman that in exchange for years on your life will restore your health or, or restore your, your stamina. There really isn't a health bar. It's all, um, well, it's not even stamina. It's more, it's more, they call it something. I can't remember what it, it's more akin to the, uh, um, the, stance bar and in, in um oh gosh i can't remember anything anymore uh, uh sekiro sekiro yeah. yeah it's more the posture bar rather in sekiro uh moves successful parries and, and successful parries and uh, counterattacks will build will replace lost posture i'll just call it posture for for because i can't remember what it what it, they call it in the game. Uh, dodges and blocks. Dodges, of course, don't cost you anything. You, it, it ha, it's, a, it's a zero, it's a null effect. Uh, finishing off enemies will also add to your posture bar, but just straight up holding the block button and blocking attacks will cause chip damage that will affect your posture bar. So everything is about posture. Everything is about positioning, knowing, recognizing the tails of your enemies as they come in to attack. Uh, knowing it, like if you if someone's coming in with like a hay with a haymaker, and you see it coming, that's a great time to parry it, and then follow it up with the cobra strike, and then put them in a stunned state, and you can either finish them off from that point or you can turn your attention to another enemy if you're being attacked uh, by several at a time and i tell you this this game makes you feel like you know jet lee bruce lee just about any kung fu movie that you can think of it gives it makes you feel like a like a real kung fu badass it, it the sounds the auditory cues from impacts of your punches and kicks they they sound painful <laughs> they sound painful they your finishers are brutal as all get out i mean it's not you're not at least i haven't seen where you're like uh uh there's it's not a bloody you're not leaving a bloody mess in your wake you're you're obviously breaking noses and dislocating jaws and breaking some limbs and some of the finishers, but nothing is graphically over the top in, as far as that regard. But when you finish up a confrontation and you see the, <laughs> the, the chaos that you have left in your wake, particularly after a really clean confrontation, it's just like, you know, okay, cue the slow walk away. <laughs> cue the explosion in the background because that's it's just what it what it makes you feel like as as a player. Um, oh gosh, what else can I say about this game? The other thing that I'll mention is that the art style is simplistic, 
but it's detailed at the same time. It it, it almost feels that the art style is kind of, kind of is reminiscent of almost a 3D bladed fury. Uh, for those of you that remember I, uh, me talking about that game it is simplified, but it's beautiful. It's almost like a like you're like a watercolor, like a Chinese watercolor. Uh, that you're watching taking place, but it's in, in 3D. It is it is just a fantastic game. Uh, one other thing mechanically that I'll mention with regard to the talisman, and this is where the roguelike, I don't know what, what the proper term for this style of game is, whether it's roguelike or roguelite. Roguelike. Uh, roguelike, okay. Uh, the talisman gives you ha, has like a number of different um attacks that you can use to build out your tree so to speak um as you open those things up when you when you die completely meaning that you use up all the rings on your talisman uh and your your that run ends you will not have you will you won't you won't have access to those to those things that you have uh, those skills that you have unlocked. But what's unique in with the way this game handles that, if there's a skill that you particularly like that you find effective in the the way that you play the game, if you repeatedly purchase that skill and you earn experience points by defeating enemies, so you are encouraged to seek out confrontation. Not that this is an open world game by any means, but you can go through a section and not do any, and not do a, you'll, you'll miss a few people. Uh, but because you're, it, you, the way that the point system is set up, it's encouraged that you get in as many confrontations as possible. So as you gain experience points, You'll come across these jade statues that you can access the talisman's uh, skill tree. And if you repeatedly unlock the same skill, I think it's five times, then you will gain that skill permanently. So even if you die when you start a new game or when you start a new run, rather, your character will have that skill available to him. And I, I tell you, man... <laughs> Sifu is is freaking amazing. It it is a lot of people are saying, well, I'm kind of balking at the price of it. It was $40. In my opinion, it's worth it. If you are someone who digs getting into the meat and potatoes of a brawler, you know, if you enjoyed the Ninja Gaiden series, if you enjoyed uh other beat-em-ups that had a deep combat system. Sifu is definitely the game, a game that you're going to want to play. And the boss encounters are challenging. They, you have to learn the tales of of the bosses. You have to look for patterns. You have to, when you're co confronting groups of enemies, you have to be aware, situationally aware. Um, that guy that's coming up from behind you with the pipe. Even though you're focused, you you've got the the guy in front of you in a stun state. Uh, you've got to move your character and maybe send a hard back kick at the guy that's coming up from behind you 
before you finish off that opponent that you've got in the stun state. It, it There's a lot of rapid, on-the-fly, situational awareness things that you have to take into in, context when you play this game. And I tell you, this is a, this is a beat-em-up. This is a, a, a love letter to beat-em-up fans. Uh, for those who like the... Who, get into the more technical side of things or like their beat-em-ups, not just to be, you know, square, 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 triangle, triangle, win equals the win combo. <laughs> if you really like an in-depth game that forces you to learn the mechanics, uh, because one of the things that I've been doing is I, that the first boss, that entire level is more or less the tutorial. Like you're not not really penalized much for dying, uh, so I have played that level like maybe two or three times, and I go back just so I can get the muscle memory of uh, when to counter, what enemies, what enemy types tend to do specific attacks, and just to get the the visual and the muscle memory cues in line, so I'm even better prepared so when i start so when i go in and actually do the run um i i can get through those enemy confrontations more effectively and then really look forward to dissecting or deconstructing the boss uh the boss encounters that i'm going to be having so uh, sifu is just absolutely fantastic yeah that's one of the things that i've that I've heard about it and I've watched a couple of gameplay and it just looks, it just looks really good. So, so I'm eager to pick it up as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is super, super dope. So, but uh, though that is really all I have been playing. So with that, we're going to move on to our next topic on our docket, which is going to be the main event. So, Des, man, you got the mic. All righty. So, uh, thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, we love you all for taking the time to answer our main event. Um, because without you, again, like Kevin says before, we're just <clears throat> three guys uh, talking into the digital ether. So, for this week's main event, we asked the question, with the plethora of new games coming out during February and March, which ones are you picking up and why? So, on our Discord, a uh, longtime listener, good friend of the show, Gerald, says, for the next few weeks, I'll be purchasing the long-awaited Elden Ring and also Horizon Forbidden West. I think those two will keep me busy for a while. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm, excuse me. I think, uh, I and seeing at Nemo 6 playing the new Dying Light game makes me want to buy it as well. Oh, thanks, Gerald. Uh, I will also... I'll also be going through. Oh, thanks, Kev. I'll also be going through my backlog as well, as there are too many games that I need to finish. Yes, um, I'm. I will be buying uh, definitely Elden Ring. I most likely will be picking up uh, for uh, Horizon Forbidden West um, as well. And I need to get back to Dying Light. I'm glad that you uh, mentioned it um, because I would love to play that with uh, with you uh, if you do pick it up. I know that's probably not in everyone's. Uh, buy a list right now as people are saving up for Elden Ring and uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, but but we definitely will will see. Yeah, a lot uh, of people have been talking very highly about Dying Light too, and you know I got a little envy, but I know there's a lot of bugs and um, people losing 
um, saves actually, and there's only one save. You have one save slot in the game, so if you lose it, you you've lost it basically. Yeah, so. I know, that, and I know that they put out a couple of patches for that, and I don't know if it, any of those patches have actually addressed that problem. I, for one, have not had any any glitches or anything with it. Um, again, I don't know if that's PC only or console. I'm assuming it's on consoles too, but I haven't I haven't found any anything yet. Though I haven't really played that deeply into the game, so maybe it's a it's just a, uh, some glitches or bugs that I haven't uh, encountered yet. But we'll definitely see. Uh, Will D on Discord says uh, Destiny Two: The Witch King. There you go, Joe, and likely Elden Ring. I'll wait on Horizon Forbidden West unless it's an expansive masterpiece. Yeah, we gotta wait. Some of us are gonna wait to see uh, what 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 it looks like because again, I most likely will will watch gameplay of a game um, before I really feel like jumping in. But even the gameplay of Forbidden West looks looks pretty good, and I don't know. That's one of those games. I always uh, tease Joe about this because he always wants to play the first game, you know, before going jumping onto the next game. But for this one, I actually might go back and finish uh, Horizon um the first one because i got pretty far in it and for whatever reason i just got kind of i just i just the the gameplay for me just got kind of boring so but we'll see um if i'm going to go back i mean i know what happens in it um and and what leads into this one but but just to experience it that that might be a good a good a good way to do it plus there's a comic book if you if you're all into that um, yeah, it's, a, it's on my short list to play the first one i have never played the original shame 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 yeah. shame uh and then you're gonna be picking it up too kev right oh yeah that when that drops that everything else just takes a back seat mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i figured uh joe will you be picking up uh destiny 2 the witch queen when you can <laughs> uh it just depends if i go back to destiny 2 i think out of the three people on this show i'm a little bit more open to going back to destiny and uh you are correct, sir. <laughs> I know, and that's the thing. But uh, it's just trying to find the time to do it and to be able to get the minutia going on it. So I might—I was debating because I know it's still—it dropped off a console Game Pass, but it's still available on um, PC Game Pass. And I'm talking about the uh, Beyond Light, the last expansion, the main expansion that came out last year, last September. Uh, not last September, the September prior to that. Yeah, it, it came out like I think towards the later in it wasn't yeah, even it was september it was like december i think it was december yeah december of uh, uh 2020 i think is when it came out and i i touched it a little bit but i haven't really delved into it so so if i you know i have plenty of other games on my backlog to play but if i do get the itch i might download it and it's kind of i kind of sad because i know um the whole Forsaken campaign is being uh, basically thrown into the vault in about a week or two from now. And after, because I felt that uh, out of all the content that Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, that I thought the Forsaken for that particular season, that particular year of content was done very, very well on there. So, you know, I, I have actually been on Twitter and retweeting to try to win the Witch Queen. <laughs> I know. And get a code. So, I mean, <laughs> I know. I get it. I get it. If not, I know. you know, I'll throw, throw, it on, uh, throw it in the freezer. It's still yeah. sitting in the freezer. I know for you you two, it's in the deep freeze. It's like never to be oh, seen no, no, again. No, no, no. But no, we put it we, we, we put it out of the house. It's not even in any, like, no. For me, yeah, anyway, I, I, I ain't going back. Yeah, I, know, I, I need just, a three. 
Yeah, I know. You. It's just really three. hard, but it's like when you think about <laughs> no, it because they're <laughs> when they're for well when they're sunsetting Forsaken, basically whatever is out there now is basically all new to me for the most part. That's very you know, that, so. and that's very poetic when they're sunsetting it. It's like that has been that has been lingering in the in the in the horizon for years. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Raise the sun on Destiny Three, please. That's all I gotta oh. say. So, Crucial Chase on Discord says, definitely Dying Light 2, my man, and Borderlands for sure. That's the Tiny Tina, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, yeah. But being on PC for the most part, I'd be out on y'all. I'd be out on y'all game nights. No, pro- that's not true, you know, Crucial Chase. You can always jump into our Discord. We do have a Discord uh, channel for, for miscellaneous or, or, or multi, multi games. So if anyone wants to hang out, you know, and just play something else, um, we can definitely sign into the Discord. You know, we don't have to be playing the same game just just to, just to kick it, um, because unfortunately, some of the games are only like three players, which I think is just insane. It should be four players minimum, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, we can definitely um, we can definitely get on our Discord and talk and and you know hang out and and definitely uh, shoot the shit about the games that we're playing. So yeah. So yeah. Once Discord integration and PlayStation is fully integrated, then it's going to really be a game changer at that point. I know there's an option now to actually link your PlayStation account to your Discord account, but the only thing is you're able to see, like, say if I sign on the Discord and I link my PlayStation account, you'll be able to see I'm online on PlayStation playing a particular game. So not be able to chat yet. So Yeah uh for oh and and we we got gh uh, gh radio maverick on discord thanks for coming in and saying hi uh we won't tell anyone else on gh radio that you came by and said hi <laughs> uh he says elder elder ring looks good probably not getting horizon uh love the graphics for the first one but not the gameplay okay that's interesting you know, I can I can understand. You know, some people didn't didn't really get into it, and that's definitely your definitely your choice. I really, um, given, I mean, given if they if they make enough tweaks uh, on this one, you know, it would, it would be great to see if you're gonna uh, take a look at any of the gameplay and see if it's changed enough that you're willing to give it a chance on um, like a Black Friday or something. That'd be kind of interesting to know. Uh, you were gonna say something, Joe? No. Oh, that you're gonna. I thought you were gonna talk about. You know, you, you you put a picture of your toilet in our outline about about this being the true Elden Ring, and it was a toilet with like. With, so it was a toilet with one of those. Um, it, it's a seat extender that puts the seat higher for I guess for people who have mobility issues with a little with like little rails on it that you can push up on. I, 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 it was me making fun of his typo because he didn't put Elden Ring. He put Elder Ring. So. Yes, I I know, but I th- I thought it was pretty funny, and I thought because I thought this is something that Joe wanted for his birthday, and I was like, okay, I can, I can buy that for you. We can put little off road tires on it, and you can just kind of scoot around on it. <laughs> Maybe. Actually, I wouldn't mind having uh, one of those toilet stools because I guess you know um, there there are uh, they sell stools out there so you can put your legs up so you get a more natural like you know. Yeah, those are those are actually pretty good. The the what is Squat, it, the, squatty buddy or yeah, whatever. Squ- no, squatty. It's called a squatty potty. Yes, squatty potty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, were you were you? Yes. Is, yes. is this is this what our show has? Did, did, no, this is a real this, this is a real medical thing. Like because like normally. Normally, you're supposed to squat down with your knees up, with your knees up to your chest, 
that way that way it straightens your spine and you and and it's and it's easier for you to push out you know your number twos and so <laughs> if, with you, Western, if, it, if you need to do all that you need to change your diet no I'm no sorry. seriously that that's <laughs> I'm the sorry. natural if you gotta do all that that's the natural way so drink so, more water sitting 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 at an with your legs at a 90 degree angle you know with your back at a 90 degree, degree angle and your and your legs at a Get 90 degree fiber. angle is not supposed to be that good for you, you know. Yeah. So that's why they sell these little these little um, step stools that you put underneath your bowl that you pull out and you put your feet on. Yeah. And I'm thinking yeah. that would be really cool because you could you could put your feet up and then you could put your your switch with the back. You can you can open up the back and you can put it on your knees and you can just sit there for hours, you know, pooping and pooping. Get that black woman right. from the All from right. the from the Philips uh, <laughs> Milk of Magnesia commercial. You need to be more regular. There you go. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You I add a bidet to that action, and I got the, I got the like you know the the you got 30, what, what? 30, 80 of toilets. The, there the you go. GTX. Yeah. Uber you duber. Got, you, got your, you got your drinking water, and you're good. Good to go. Yeah, I've got the, I'll, got the I'll water coming both ways. <laughs> so so thank you so much, GH Radio Maverick, for 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 the Elder Ring comment. You know, we we really had almost five minutes of content for that. So thank you for that. Last, but surely not least, is AZ Rockslide on Discord says, Lost Ark, yes, I've been wanting to pick that up. Part of me, I, Joe and I did play the uh, the beta for that. And uh, while it was fun, I really, um, I'm, I'm going to say it now, and I've said it before, I am a control snob, a controller snob. So I like using a controller, and the controller is a little wonky on that. So I'm hopeful that it gets a console port. I don't think it ever will. I don't think Microsoft and Amazon are going to shake hands like that, and I damn know they're going to do it with Sony probably. But but if it ever comes to console, I'll definitely play it. But I do have it downloaded. Um, I do have it downloaded, so so I, I might uh, download it as well. And I'm um, sorry to talk over you. I know. No, it's fine. Listener of the show, um, Surgeon Fire actually sent us a private message on Discord asking if we'd be willing to play the game with him, and I said, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so but, so Rock, uh, Rockside, if you want to play it with the with the four of us, that is a four player game. We can roll we can roll around together. I definitely think that 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 would be a really fantastic. And anyone else, if you're willing to pick that up, it's a free game. It's 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 blowing up right now over what one point two or one over a million users. So so yeah. it is definitely um it's definitely tra- making some record uh breaking some records and it's and it, and it looks like a pretty polished game. So I'll definitely play it if y'all if y'all want to do a game night and play it all of us together and run and run it. We can do it definitely. Just just post in the uh, Discord and let us know what what time works best for you guys. Um, and then uh, he says Lost Ark hands down, and then followed by Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I'm still on the fence about that. I I it looks good. I like the 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 characters. They seem just wacky enough. Um. They released all six uh, six of the classes you can play, and you can multi-class in it. So if you like some of one class and some of another, you can you can meld them together. So that's a lot of flexibility, and uh, a player agency that I think is really it's really cool. And in, in um, that's really cool when when developers do that for gamers. So I don't know. Like I, I'm probably gonna wait to see uh, some gameplay, actual like streamer gameplay for it, and then and then I'll uh, decide if I'm gonna pick it up. You're probably not gonna pick it up, are you, Kev? Probably not. No, I, I'm. I think so. 
if I do, it's going to be on a Black Friday deal because I just never got into to Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm obviously not touching with my little like, you know, game clans. But but uh, but again, I don't think that's something that like is you're 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 like frothing at the chomping at the bit to buy. So I, I can imagine nah, buying I, that on a sale or something. Yeah, that's the same thing. I, I want to actually go back and finish Borderlands three and actually play some of the DLC first, I think, before I even dive into that game. Because yeah, to you me, the, the second one, right? I beat the second one, yeah, a couple yeah. times actually. So I actually am a Borderlands fan. I mean, hell, I played the pre-sequel and I actually enjoyed that. You know, God forbid. But uh, yeah, no, yeah I think that. we we've proven that. We, I don't think we're going to go back to the original Borderlands, even with the HD remaster. Oh yeah, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. We tried that one night, and I was like, mm, no. Two was where we're going to start. So yeah, I can just but, read, I, I can just online. You can read the comic book that that was representative of the first one or close enough. So, yeah, but now definitely not going to get it. But, but you know, I, I understand the fervent, uh, like you know, for fans of that franchise to have more Borderlands. You know, I think it's cool for yeah. sure. So, so uh, Kev, any games that you're going to pick up? Uh, I know, I know, we already talked about. You're definitely going to be picking up uh, Horizon. Any other games you're picking up? Uh, looking at Elden Ring, yeah. looking at um, Grid Legends, so looking cool. at, and I can't remember if if uh, uh, River City Girls 2 is supposed to come out in February or March or sometime uh, later. River City Girls 0 is coming out in April, so okay. River City Girls 2 is coming out later this year. So Okay. Yeah, so it was uh, 0. That was so, coming out. Yeah, that's, that's the... In that's yeah. the uh, Famicom, like, um, basically the game that was originally on Super Famicom back in the day. Mm. It's it's coming out uh, in April, I believe. So okay, April, yeah. So right for for me, it's uh, it's it's Elden Ring, Grid Legends. I already got Sifu, and uh, it's going to be Forbidden West. That's mm. what I'm, I'll be looking at this month. Cool. Actually, actually, I'm correcting myself. River City Girls Zero is coming out February 14th. So you're right. Oh, okay. There you go. It, it's well, the, the uh, physical, zero. physical that's coming out uh, through limited run. So yeah, my bad. But that's gonna be. But that physical is gonna be in like Best Buy's, though, right? Uh, you'd have to check the limited run website okay. to be able to make sure. Right. On I know that. the other one was, so it just seems obvious that it would be, but you can't say that nowadays. So we'll see uh joe uh what what in your backlog are you going to be playing buddy well it's not that we talked about the backlog in the prior episode but i know uh, just, yeah. i know I because you're not buying anything you know yeah um so as far you're gonna, i didn't want to skip you yeah i know uh what i could say is that i am checking out some demos right now of some games that are coming out this month and next month that i will be checking out and of course obviously whatever pops up on games pass but uh I downloaded the demo for Monarch, which is kind of um, made from the um, ex-Atlas employees that developed like uh, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, like Persona 3 on there, and they're working on that game. And um, it comes out literally, I think, within a week from now, but it looks pretty cool. And so I'm going to definitely check out the demo. Uh, the project, the Triangle Strategy, another demo which we'll talk about in a bit, that was announced during the Nintendo Direct. There's available, and you'd, get, you'd be able to play the first three chapters for free. So I'll be checking that out. I uh, got Dynasty Warriors Nine Empires demo downloaded. I know you were interested at this at one point in time, Kev, but I think uh, things are too packed right now, right? Yeah, I'm not really 
that'll probably that's probably the move to a Black Friday deal. Yeah, uh, another game I'm interested in that's getting a demo, uh, which is not in the news, but I'll mention it here, is that you know the much maligned Babylon's Fall, the uh, online uh, you know gas it up tre- um, not treasure, um, it's platinum. Uh, platinum, yeah, platinum game. Is getting a, a PS5, PS4 demo on the 25th of February. I will be playing it. Yeah, I will be de- definitely checking out. I know they also announced that that game also, that the first season pass will be given out for free. So there's going to be uh, further season passes that you're going to have to, you know, obviously if you want to get the premium goods and all the loot, all that, and be able to go and grab that. They're trying hard. There. They're yeah, trying they're hard. They're trying to get hard. some attention for it. So there is a live stream out there with uh, Platinum playing the game that was uh, released, like a, I think, a couple of nights ago on there that I mean, people can kind of dig out if you want to look at the gameplay for that. But, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in that. I've been interested. I think I mentioned on the show previously, so I'll keep an eye out for that. I think if need be, uh, that would be the one I'd be like, not wanting to buy because everyone's talking so much ish about it, but at the same time, I still want to definitely give it a shot. And I yeah. think because it's it's if it's good, still it might be worthy of some game night action Agreed. on there. And uh, another game that you know, if I didn't have a moratorium, I'd be looking at uh, Stranger in Paradise uh, Final Fantasy Origins because that comes out in the, in the middle of March on there. I know you're interested in that one too because you, know, you know I love chaos. You know, chaos. <laughs> so, yeah, chaos. Yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah. The, that last trailer that they released was kind of bananas with the whole like Frank Sinatra. I don't know if you guys had a chance to check it out. I have not. I'll have yeah, to check I saw it that. I have to check it out after this. So is that something, Kev? I don't know if you're going to buy day one or if you thought about it, or is just like you're just going to just too too many games right now. They really be thinking about buying that day one. Well, I mean, it depends on where I am in Forbidden West. Got it. And there's a that's going to dictate that's going to dictate a whole lot of <laughs> what I do over the yeah. next month and a half or so, which is a good good route on there. You know, only thing that gets me lusting to pick it up now versus later is that steel book. It has a mono artwork and it's just freaking sweet. So, but that's it for me and my comments. So, cool. Well, I will definitely be picking up um, Elven Ring. Um, I'm thinking about. Picking up Strangers in uh, Paradise, Final Fantasy, only because of the job system. And I really like the ability to play different jobs. I have to watch this new trailer. I wasn't aware that they had any trailer out for it. But I just don't, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm, I'm apprehensive about it. But but I'm, I'm thinking about picking it up. I'm not really sure. Uh, I will probably pick up Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Probably not a day one. Um, unless it looks, unless it's just like super insane. Um, I just don't think that it's something that, that is, I don't think that that's a, like, I don't know what it is about Borderlands games. It's like, I can put them on and it's like, it's like junk food, you know, you can, it, it, like, I don't for, and that's just me, but I don't think any of the Borderlands games are like a main meal for me. I don't, I don't understand. It just doesn't feel like it to me. So I'm just going to pick it up when I can pick it up. And then um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I am still trying to uh, tackle my backlog. So getting new games, I'm trying very hard to limit that. That way I can play the games that I have. Like I bought Spider-Man and the Miles Morales. And I still haven't played it. And I just need to sit down and play that game. So uh, 
and with Joe over here talking about, I'm playing Ratchet and Clank, you know, and I'm like, Ugh, so now, you know, so now I have to, you know, play it and beat it too. So just kidding. I have to. But I'm probably well, going to. I want to because because like yeah. I I beat all the other ones prior, so I might as well beat this one. The only one that I didn't beat was the uh, was the remake of the of the original original one. But I don't count that one because it was just a remake of the original one, which I did beat the original one. So I count that as a win. So <laughs> I count it. that as a completion. So one game uh, that's under the radar that I wish I had the opportunity to purchase uh, is King of Fighters 15. I think it's going to be getting really good reviews now. Oh, it is. I focus. It. Yeah. So. It's another one. I'm like, eh, I know Kevin. I don't, I think I've been burned with King of Fighters 14. So, but uh, uh, people talking good stuff about. It. I've been looking for a fighting game to get back into the business. But uh, hey, I got guilty to go back to. I guess so. Well, you can always buy it, you know, in April. So. Oh, May, yeah. Or May, yeah. Yeah. So there's always that. So. Again, I want to say thank you to everyone who who took the time to answer our question. Uh, the next question that we have for our next show is, uh, did you watch the March 2022 Nintendo Direct? If you did, let us know which games you'll, you'll be getting um, and why. Uh, we're thinking, for us, we're going to talk a little bit about it in the news, but uh, a lot of really cool games were announced. And we'll give you a little sneak preview of the games that we're thinking about getting uh, during the conversation to, uh, on this episode, but we'll save the main conversation for the next one. So please, again, did you watch it? Uh, if you did, let us know which games you're excited for, which we'll be picking up, and uh, we'll talk about them on our next show. So, uh, and again, at the end, you know, Kevin will always give you all a shout out for, for taking the time to do this, because we really appreciate it. Uh, so that's it for me, and I'm sending it back over to Kevin. Well, all right. Well, thanks for that presentation, Diz. So our next topic on our docket is going to be the news. Jabroni Chief, you on deck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so a Nintendo Direct hit and kind of came out of the blue, but uh, lots of good stuff. You know, some people, unfortunately, they look, oh, there's a bunch of old games got announced, but a uh, if it's Nintendo properties, I am there and I am interested on here. So uh, they let off the show with an announcement for Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which is basically a sequel to Fire Emblem Warriors. It's a Musou game on here, and it's basically featuring all the protagonists from Three Houses on here. And then, you know, I don't know if you knew or not, but Three Houses was actually co-developed by Koei Tecmo. So and uh, with Omega Force. Omega Force actually helped develop the um, strategy game. And so basically it would just kind of, it's a foregone conclusion that they would pick up and, and take that ball and roll with it. So if you did enjoy uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, this is basically going to be uh, in your wheelhouse on here. And it looks nice, of course. Uh, you know, I think Kevin could attest, you know, I think Omega Force and Nintendo, they make good partners you know i think the zelda muso has been par excellent as far as the hyrule warrior series and whatnot so i'm definitely interested but uh any of you guys interested in this at all or since the characters you're not too familiar with is this something you're going to dive in on day one i probably won't will be picking it up only because i'm not really familiar with with it but um if it looks good and i can get it on a sale i just might I'll definitely be checking it out. I don't know if it's it's going to be day one, but I'll definitely be picking it up. Yeah. 
because I don't know anything about Fire Emblem, but I do like Muso, so <laughs> that's good enough for me. Yeah, you like that peanut butter, but you know about that jelly on mm. the, in that sandwich. So, mm. but uh, but hey, the peanut butter is just mm, tasty. But also, too, Nintendo uh, announced a, another look at Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp on there. Um, they announced that it's going to get fully voiced characters on there and will be out on april the 8th on here and i pretty much enjoyed the uh, games on the original game boy advance quite a bit in fact i own every game in the series and uh, am looking forward to digging into this one on there so definitely i think it's good that we have a release date for that and you two, uh, any if you have any comments let me know i'm just going to kind of give a like a lowdown on this so uh, next thing, more ports. Uh, no Man's Sky is coming to Switch, so good for people that have a Switch that don't have access to that. Elsewhere, uh, they announced a new Mario Strikers game, which hasn't really been out since the original Wii on there. So this is a 5v5 football game. It looks great. You know, I think a lot of people... You, you mean know, soccer. Yeah, did I say football? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I'm reading the Eurogamer outline of course and of course they reference it as football and i do apologize no that, no so. it's fine it was just funny when you said it i was like oh joe's, My bad. Being, joe's yes. being international we <laughs> we oui, oui, more more level woo, woo. yes uh, more strikers on there that's french not british so you know i'm know. not sure yeah but uh what you guys think i mean uh i know a lot of people say ah, it's just the same old soccer game from the gamecube era but uh that can be pretty cool yeah i think so too and you know it is not climax so it's not going to be like the clusterfuck that mario golf is. excuse my french mm. <laughs> you ain't lying i ain't lying yeah climax i love you uh, climax was a great studio back in the day they did shining force they did golden sun and they did the original Mario Golf and Mario Tennis, which were also great. But, you know, like, it might be time to retire or go back to Sega and make one last Shining Force before, you know, you hit the dusty road. But, uh, hey, heresy, I know. But uh, yeah. also Soccer shown, game looked pretty dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also shown Nintendo Switch, Splatoon 3 got a new trailer, and it's actually coming out this summer. So uh, they showed the Salmon Run, which is like the kind of horde mode in that game on there and uh you know for splatoon fans it looks great i don't know if this is going to be the one to get me into the series or not i think we talked about this ad nauseum you know uh, about splatoon you know i think it might be worthy of me grabbing splatoon 2 from the library and maybe checking it out there but uh is there anything here you guys to be able to kind of hook you to go back into the go into the world of splatoon when you're not weren't interested in it previously oh i will not be picking it up yeah i know i'm not really doesn't do anything for me yeah Well, next announcement was actually something that surprised me and kind of came out of the blue. And there's a Square Enix remake in the works. So the strategy um, game with mechs that originally originated on the Super Famicom back in the day, Front Mission, is getting a reboot on here. A remake is coming out, and they're also going to release the second Front Mission as well. And uh, these games are... 
I enjoyed playing them back in the day. I, you know, when they originally came out, they only came out like in Japan, but uh, eventually I think Front Mission 2 and Front Mission 3 came out for um, PlayStation on there. And that's when Square Enix brought those over. But uh, the same um, development team, Forever Entertainment, that did the recent Panzer Dragoon reboot and also did Lost, and they're working on the House of the Dead reboot is the one that's actually developing this on there so they actually are bringing that out and uh i'm i'm definitely looking forward to it you know uh i know there's a front mission one reboot that or remake that came out on the ds that you know people liked but uh i just imagine final fantasy tactics but with robots and just really just cool art design and gameplay on there so des i know you've played front mission the series at least previously so any thoughts? It looks exciting. Like it looks exciting. I like the way it looks. It's that they they've really uh it's still that uh pixel based over overhead or three almost three quarters view, but it looks great. Like the they they made the art work really pop. And if you don't know, it was the same artist who did a lot of the Final Fantasy games. I can't remember his name unfortunately, but he did a lot of the Final Fantasy games and so uh his artwork just they really pushed it up and it looks fantastic yeah i think it looks great all right and then you got some ad nauseum like kind of ports announced of course um there's a free-to-play disney speedstorm which actually and if you're looking at just as a racing game and not as a free-to-play disney like sell your soul um you know transactions kind of thing actually (laughs) looked interesting to me at least from what i saw i'm down for another arcade racer any hope kevin with this being anything good um it looked interesting i don't know i i'm i would have to i would have to see more particularly how they're going to generate the income what are they going to what is going to be behind the paywall yeah i need to see more information on that yeah and it's not as cutesy as you would think you know with mickey mouse and everyone involved the cars look kind of semi-realistic and they have more of i would say not a uh mario kart look to them but more yeah, no, of, uh, like an arcadey like you know boot get a bunch of boost on the track kind of race i kind of respect bit. that i respect that though because i i think if they would have gone with too much of a toonie look they just ah this is just mario kart ripoff yep. yeah so i it respect kinda, it it, it kind of reminds me a little bit just looking at like maybe just a, like what sega did with the um team sonic racing sonic yeah. on there you know so um, and of course, another Star Wars port's coming your way. And this is kind of interesting. Star Wars The Force Unleashed is actually going to be a Switch port of the Wii version of the game. So and then I, I didn't know, but uh, I was like looking into it. And I guess the Wii version of Star Wars The Force, the Force Unleashed was a separate game that was developed concurrently with the 360 and the PS3 versions of it. So and it actually has a ton of waggle and a ton of motion control. In it, and uh, some people have commented saying that it is the best version of Force Unleashed, which is to me, it's kind of nuts in a way. But yeah, I didn't, I don't know what they're saying, but whatever. I, I don't, I've never played it, so I have no comment. I mean, back in the day where I'm like, piff, piff, you know, I'm going to play it on the Wii with, with Waggle. No, I'm going to play it on 360 or PS3, you know, so, so I, you know. For your Star Wars fans out there that want to play, and I'm kind of curious to uh, see how this kind of is handled 
on there. I know, Kev, you're not going to go anywhere near this bad boy, right? Uh, probably not. I have Force Unleashed on PC. So I've got the... Um, although it, I, try, I, I need to try to, to put in the dismemberment mod for that one and try to play it, play through it that way. But I don't know, for whatever reason, when you play it on PC, it doesn't, when you try to connect a pad, the gameplay feels off. Got it. Mm. So I don't know what's going on with that. It so. is back compat on the Xbox, and I know they have all the bells and upscaling, all the um, high-res mode with that game on there. So oh, burn my I, eyes. I think I think they properly upscaled it, so you know. So yeah, but know. they don't have the dismemberment, which to me is like if I'm hitting somebody with a lightsaber, that that's what should happen. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I is that is that how the original that. game they they removed it out of the original game, right? Yeah, but you could. There's a mod on PC that puts it back in. Got it. Okay, and next announcement of note um during this direct was a uh remaster of chrono cross which was the sequel to chrono trigger that came out for ps1 and so i mean obviously it's an original ps1 game so it's not a remake it's a remaster so and so they are actually just bringing it out upscaled for modern uh consoles on here and there's also an addition because there was a um game called Radical Dreamers that came out between Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross uh, that kind of bridged the two. And it's what kind of Chrono Cross is based on on there. But it came out originally back in the day for the Satella view for the Super Famicom, which was the like uh, comparable like uh, uh, Sega Genesis online service for the Super Famicom in Japan on there. But it's just a text adventure game. But they're actually um, releasing a translated uh, text adventure for that so it's something to add to this edition and of course this is not just switch exclusive it's announced for everything under the sun uh, ps4 xbox pc so uh, there's probably going to be some tweaks probably in the pc modding community as well once this thing comes out hopefully square does deliver on it but it's coming in just digitally at 20 bucks so for people that want to play the sequel to chrono trigger some people consider this game trash some people think it's like the greatest game ever it has a really good soundtrack i could tell you that the soundtrack is something i still kind of listen to off and on to this day on there so uh desmond are you going to be digging into this at all and maybe not day one but something that you know maybe if you get on a whim to play it probably if i get on a whim to play it yeah i never played it like I, i i know of it but i've never played it yeah, I own, I own a PS1 copy of the game and I have never played it. So and I could go go back in my backlog and go grab and throw it in my PS1 if I really wanted to or if I want to play with all the bells and whistles, which doesn't seem like there's going to be too, too much bells and whistles. So we'll see on that. Uh, we've got more information about Kirby and the Forgotten Land on here, which is coming out on March 25th. Uh, there's a new mode in the game called the Mouthful Mode, which lets Kirby inhale a car, a cone, a vending machine, and more for transformation, which looked pretty fun on here. Of course, Twitter, being the uh, wonderful community that there is, uh, started coming out with other things that Kirby could transform into on there. Uh, I am not going to mention uh, said transformations. I guess I did in, in the half-hearted way here, but... <laughs> 
but definitely um what they showed in the game and the kind of open worldness of it it looks good it looks something that it will be fun to play mm-hmm. on there um on there any comments you guys nope bring it out all right good deal yeah, i'll be getting it Next thing that kind of came out as a surprise, and that's not MLB the show for Switch. We talked about that earlier in another episode, but Klonoa 1 and 2 are finally coming out for modern consoles. So it is the 25th anniversary of the Klonoa series. And so Namco has thought to go ahead and re-release and re master both Klonoa 1 and 2. Klonoa 1 was originally a PlayStation game. Uh, Klonoa 2 came out for PS2 on here, and it is a very whimsical, very cute uh, platformer from back in the day from Namco that a lot of people love. There was also a Wii uh, version of Klonoa as well, which is not part of this collection, but is coming out on July the 8th for Switch on here and it is actually coming out for everything under the sun as well ps4 xbox pc so it's going to be coming out for everything on there as well and i am definitely looking forward to this i think you know i just always love the whimsical nature of the series and i think it's something that i will you know throw my dollar at i hope there's a physical involved because i wouldn't mind owning the physical so any thoughts on clonoa you two i enjoyed it I'll be getting it. Um, I will be playing it on PlayStation. Uh, if if the Switch was the only o- option available, so I would play it there. It's just that I, that graphic style still holds up. I like I've looked at uh, gameplay of Klonoa one and two. It still looks good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I definitely want to play that on a PlayStation, particularly with the dual senses digital pad i think it, it would be a better option so yeah that's where i'll be playing it but i'm glad it's coming to, it's uh it's going to be coming to everything so everybody has the opportunity to play it it's a great it is a great uh option uh, as far as mascot platformers go because everything just fell tried to copy the Mario formula and a lot of them just just failed miserably. But Klonoa's gameplay was very challenging. The character designs were good. They were original. They weren't trying to bite off a of Sonic or bite off a of Mario. Uh, I, I really like the design of the characters, the design of the world. So yeah, I'd definitely be picking that one up. Yeah, uh, one thing to mention about the Klonoa uh, Fantasy Reverie series remaster is that it is coming out for Switch on July the 8th, but the other platforms are quote-unquote coming soon, so they might be released a little bit afterwards. There might be a a window of exclusivity. Damn you, Nintendo, uh, as far as (laughs) having Klonoa uh, gatekeeped. Uh, You know, they're they're pulling some, um, some Jim Ryan Mm, business yeah. over here hey business business. make it yes. happen nintendo do what you gotta do I if know. they're the only ones with a physical copy i'll definitely cop that but i'll be playing it on a playstation because i want to get as that crisp that that crisper that crisper graphics representation 
Yeah, and another remake that announcement that came out of the blue, another Square Enix announcement in this direct, uh, and something that I think no one was expecting. Uh, it was a remake of a Super Famicom game called Live a Life, Live Alive, actually. Excuse me. Uh, Live Alive uh, basically was a game that came out in the latter part of the uh, life cycle for the Super Famicom, and so Square Enix. Uh, did not bring it over Squaresoft at the time on there. And this uh, a game I always kind of looked at uh, before, like back in the day in the back page as a game fan and the, the import section, uh, like looking at this thing, like, oh, I wish I could play that. I wish they would translate that into English. And they have had some fan translations, but they basically have taken this game and they're throwing it in their... Um, uh, particular engine that they've worked with Octopath Traveler, like the uh, 3D 2D engine that uh, they're doing, also doing that Dragon Quest 3 reboot with, and they are bringing it out, and it'll be out on July 22nd. So I am down to check this game out because it's an unknown to me. It's something that um, you know looks pretty cool, and I've watched like you know featurettes about this game previously, and. Uh, uh, people that played it actually thought it was kind of cool on there. So uh, what's your thoughts, Des, on this thing? It looks great. I, I almost likely will be, will, be, will be taking a look at it. Yeah, I will definitely be looking at it, too. I'm kind of curious if it's coming out for other platforms, but I think it's just announced now so. for Switch. So, Well, after Octopath came out for Steam and, and, and eventually for Xbox, um, you know, you never know what Square Enix, what they might decide to do, especially with that two, uh, 3D 2D engine that they have. You know, we'll see. So, And uh, speaking of that 3D 2D engine, of course, uh, Triangle Strategy did get a final trailer before its release date in March, and they did announce that the demo is dropping that day of, and uh, the demo you can play up to the three chapters of the uh, particular campaign and uh, have added for people that want to check it out. So, and then another game that came out of the blue is Nintendo switch sports. So they decided to go ahead and re-release that wonderful Wii sports on there. You know, the game that was the sensation for the Wii and also, you know, obviously Wii Sports Resort on there came out for uh, Wii U and now it's coming out for the Switch. So so you have all together six different sports for Nintendo Switch Sports. It's coming out on April 29th. You're going to have volleyball, badminton, bowling, soccer, Cambara, uh, and then tennis on there. So so, and, you know, I was down for some Wii Sports. You know, I don't know how you gentlemen feel about it, but uh, I don't know if it's day one, day one. No, no. Is, you know, I didn't think if maybe you would be wanting to play it with Paul Des or not, but. Uh, uh, probably not. Probably not. Got it. So. Also, My in-laws played it. They played the uh, Wii Sports, so I can probably see them possibly grabbing a switch just to play that because they bought a Wii just to play Wii sports. <laughs> I remember playing a ton of Wii bowling myself. So, you know, that and baseball, you know, so, mm -hmm. so I, I think Wii sports is a good time, whether it's a, you know, I think it's retails uh, digitally for 40 bucks, but there's a physical with some wrist straps. <laughs> Got to bring those wrist straps. Out. Too bad. There's no, um, you know, Joy-Con condom. 
included in the uh, package <laughs> to bring back those the like Joy-Con Jimmy, <laughs> the Jimmy oh, Jimmy Lord. hat. <laughs> so, so we'll have to see about that. Um, Metro Dread got an announcement for a free update. So uh, there is both the Dread mode, which is a one-hit difficulty mode, and then obviously for people that need it uh rookie difficulty which makes things easy on here so so we'll see i know gh radio host lefty brown has it from the library and he wasn't digging it too much but i think that easy mode might just make things just a little bit easier there for lefty there so but and then also surprised you know a lot of there was a lot of rumblings about something mother three related uh on this direct prior i saw some tweets and was like you know this is going to be the final direct that they announced mother three for the u.s well no they didn't announce mother three for the the uh this direct for the u.s but they are bringing earthbound and earthbound beginnings earthbound beginnings was a game that never came out in the west but was released eventually for on the wii u on there and they translate it into english and so they're bringing that to the nintendo online service as well as the super nintendo game earthbound on there and it did shadow drop the day of so it's good that these games are available now for the people that want to play them of course if you try to go and buy a cartridge in the aftermarket they are worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars because you know this game has been lauded here and there you know i think back in the day i bought it and played it and beat it and about you uh des if you played this game initially or not did not i enjoyed it quite a bit i will definitely be looking forward to if i get the itch to go back and play it on there uh it's worth you know it kind of kills me i've seen this at best buy on like uh deep clearance back in the day they had like a pallet full of them for like five bucks each and now you have to sell them for hundreds and hundreds of dollars you never know what will happen so but uh, also, too, came out of the blue is that uh, they had Mario Kart show up. And I was thinking, oh, wow, Mario Kart 9? We're going to get get the the Mario Kart Megaton. But no, we are getting paid DLC courses for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So the booster course uh, features some courses from past Mario Kart games. And there's going to be eight courses released over six waves ending in 2023. There's going to be a total of 48 new courses on there. So for you Mario Kart 8 lovers out there, have at it. The Eaton is good. Now, for those of you that did play for the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack, you get those for no additional cost. So if you have someone in the house that is suckered into getting the Animal Crossing DLC, you also get your Mario Kart 8 DLC as well, as well as your fine selection of N64 games that maybe be emulated 100 percent one day and of course all your sega genesis games you can get elsewhere <laughs> jeez and my color this news anchor is biased mm-hmm. not, not not he's not fair just a little bit yeah, but i don't know have you guys even thought about going nintendo direct online plus expansion pack oh no mm-hmm. yeah. no i'll i'll if i want to get the mario kart packs i'll just buy them i don't i don't I don't need those those I didn't play that much N sixty four anyway. I had one, but the only thing I really played was uh Rogue Squadron. That's really all I played on it. Didn't I wouldn't mind going else. back, but yeah, I mean I could boot up uh N sixty four emulator on PC if I'm just dying. I'm dying. But uh 
They ended the direct. Uh, this has kind of been rumbling that Monolith uh, Soft was working on a new game. And lo and behold, we do have uh, Megaton for the people that want to consider it Megaton. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got announced. It's going to conclude. It has some elements from the first and second game, it looks like, in the trailer. And will be out in September. And the scope of this game looks bananas. Uh, the art and the music in the trailer, I think, is great. This is like the uh, battle call for me to actually get off my bony backbone ass and go and and finish Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and to get into the series because I've always been in love with this series for a number of reasons even though I've been slow rolling it a bit and uh, you know I've restarted Xenoblade Chronicles 1 numerous times never got to the end I played it on the Wii I played it on the 3DS and I have also played it on the Switch and so it's like <laughs> time's got to go you got to get going there son and, and get, get your RPG goodness on I'm going to be there day one pick up whatever collector's edition hopefully they will grace us with a collector's edition you know and, they will I don't know Nintendo of America's kind of a little dicey about their collector's editions you know like the triangle uh, tra- strategy release is getting a collector's edition in Europe but not in the US you know there was also uh, they've been kind of a little bit hit and miss as of late with the physical goodness on there so people complaining to you about uh, some of the goodies that were involved um, like uh, Nintendo's been dropping steelbooks in Europe for some of the switch games where US has gotten nothing not not one damn thing, but you know. But you know, I, I am here to play games, not to collect cases. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I will I will take whatever methodology. I'm not going to try to import from Europe to get a steel case. So, get to say it, but uh, you know, it's part part of my part of my therapy right now. Is I got I got to go, let it go. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, much of my aside, uh, Des, any thoughts for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and, and you, Kev, if, if this kind of raises your eyebrow a bit? I I had wanted to go and try the first two. I just never got around to them, and I hear that they take their very long games, like 30, 40 hours each. More like uh, 90, 100 hours, give or take. Oh, really? Like for the straight up? Not including side quests. Oh, side, well, side quests and side quests are like the, the bread and butter in this game. But yeah, no, I think uh, if you're just gonna play the game straight through, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, I if I did get it, I would just focus on the story, just to play through, just to catch up. But that's a lot of time, and I I just think this is just one series that just slipped through my hands, slipped through my fingers. So I doubt I'll be picking it up. Because I wouldn't want to play the third one without playing the first two, and that's a lot of time. And there's too many, too many games on the horizon that are going to be taking up that time. Well, you never know. You don't have to necessarily play it right immediately. I mean, once you get back into it, maybe it's something you can go to at a later point. You know, I'm looking at the how long to beat and Xenoblade Chronicles One. If you're doing the, just the main story, 51 hours. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, 64 hours, and then there's also side content to uh, the That's Xenoblade. a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time. Uh, 
Yeah, it said uh, complete completionists uh, for Xenoblade Chronicles one one thirty three. Uh, completionists for Xenoblade Chronicles two. 254 hours. No. (laughs) Jeez. No. Eating's good. If you like what's being served, the lunch lady's going to keep keep spooning it. Yes. So. But uh, that was Nintendo Direct, so definitely uh, take this as point of reference. If you're taking notes, listening, and our main event question, let us know on the Discord, and we will talk about it next week. I think we kind of talked about everything we wanted to, but we'll probably ex, you know, talk a little bit more after we had more time to think about that, but uh, that was the Nintendo Direct 2022 recap, so so other news. Uh, Nintendo, uh, PlayStation, not Nintendo, uh, did announce on the PlayStation blog there were seven new indie updates and announcements. So, Moss Book 2, uh, more information was shown on that, and that will be coming out for PlayStation VR uh, later on this spring on there, and the uh, trailer looked great on there. I know none of us probably, I'll be checking this out at some point if I put the VR back on, but uh, definitely looks good. I think I could probably speak for you guys that if you did play VR, that this game might be something that you would be interested in playing. Am I not speaking correctly for you, or can you comment, Des? Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think you'd probably be interested in it. Okay. Well, then I think I most likely will try it. Yeah. Also, too, um, they had a revelation that TMNT, the much-awaited game, Shredder's Revenge, is actually coming out for PlayStation and actually coming out for Xbox. I know before it was just announced for Switch and PC, and so they announced also the playable character, um, Master Splinter, is uh, playable on there, and there was a... um, also, a PlayStation Underground video that was posted, uh, kind of showing Splitter's move set and whatnot. And so he's now the sixth playable character, joining Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, Donatello, and April O'Neil on there. So, so I I think everyone on this show is definitely looking forward to this game, and it is coming out later this year. Something to kind of look forward to on there. Um, also announced more uh, information on Salt and Sacrifice, the um, sequel to Salt and Sanctuary on there, uh, more focusing on the PvP aspect of it. If you kind of remember this game, this is kind of referred to as almost like the 2D Dark Souls on here. Just very unique art style, and uh, I think a lot of people have been looking forward to this one. Uh, Des, uh, did you play Salt and Sanctuary a little bit on the uh, no, I, I did not actually. Um, <clears throat> I did not take a look at it. I I I saw it. It looked interesting, but I never actually took the time to play it. You played yeah. it, right? I bought it, but I never played it. Story uh-huh. of my life. Story of my life. Story of your life. Yes. So definitely check out. There's other games that were focused, but you know we are going to let you guys check it out and what uh, actually i'm gonna throw one more out there and if you guys have anything to say just let me know but the samurai gun 2 was shown i don't know if you've ever seen this game this game was originally came out Samurai gun for uh, steam came out and it's like a one hit kill platform fighter but it is a party game and it's kind of similar to smash a bit 
honor, but it's one hit, one kill. So it just makes it even that more crazy on there. And uh, I know I saw Samurai Gun at one of the PlayStation experiences that we uh, went to, but I don't think it was ever released uh, for PS4 for whatever reason, but they are working on the sequel. It is coming for PlayStation. It'll be off for PS4, PS5, and it has a ton of different characters from other indie games on here. It kind of is looking kind of bananas. There's just also an appearance from the characters from Among Us um, amongst that. But if you have a chance to check it out, um, I definitely think this is, might be worthy of a game night kind of thing on here, you know, party game on here. Have you guys checked out the footage for Samurai Gun 2 by chance? I saw it, and uh, I, I don't think it's for me. Got it. I saw it as well, and I'm not sure. Like, I definitely, if, if more folks were playing it, I probably would, would take a chance on it. Uh, but I don't, I can't see myself playing it by myself. Got it. No, it's definitely going to be a party game. Be no, no, I mean, like, it. sorry, I, I don't mean, like, playing it, like, without, like, people that I know. Like, I don't Got think it. that I'm going to just jump in into a random game and then just hang out and play it with people. No, I probably, this is definitely one of those games you'd have to play with other people. Got it. All right, now is the in PlayStation Blog Indie Showcase. Now, next news story I kind of want to talk about just a bit because everyone's kind of just piggybacking off this uh, because uh, we, you know, we're going to talk about Uncle Phil, Phil Spencer, and of course uh, he was in an interview with Axios reporter Stephen Totello on here, and he's talking about Starfield. He was talking about Starfield, and his aim is to have more people playing upcoming Bethesda Epic Starfield than the company's legendary Skyrim. So he said that his vision for Starfield was it to be the most played Todd Howard game ever, quote unquote, referencing Bethesda's game designer and director on here. Of course, this became kind of a kind of talking point on this because how do you expect for everyone to play this game when in fact it is going to be Xbox exclusive for the console on there? And so, um, you know, as people were kind of picking up kind of on that and riffing and, and opening up a discussion about the fact that is Starfield really going to be more played than Skyrim because of the fact that Skyrim's on everything under the sun? And right now, day one, it's only going to be available on Xbox Game Pass on console and PC. So what what do you guys think? You know, do you think uh, Phil is going to like uh, hand PlayStation owners a bone with this uh, one world, one piece uh, attitude as of late? Or no chance in space hell are we going to see Starfield on a, a non-Xbox platform? Nope. He wants you all to play Xbox. Like, it, it sounds good. And he's he's trying to be console Jesus, but but you don't you don't buy Bethesda to let everyone play the game, you know. I just I, I, I don't it, it doesn't seem like something that you that that he should that he would do, you know. I think that's just grandstanding for him uh, because he wants people to play or to buy um, Xbox or Games Pass and play it on Games Pass. So I, I think that's kind of him using, using um, I don't want to say corporate speak, but saying like he wants that and that's great. But for me, the only way that's going to happen is if people, you know, sign up and uh, buy Games Pass. I mean, that, I mean, I would just think that, that that's what makes sense, you know, and I don't think that he's, 
Like, I think he would love to be in the market to allow everyone to play the game, but I just don't think that that's what shareholders want. I just don't think that that's what, you know, uh, I, I just don't, I mean, I think that's what everyone wants, you know, that way they don't have to invest or do anything else, but I just don't think that that's something that they're going to do. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Please prove me wrong, Phil. You know, please um, he, prove me wrong. But he I did respond to Stephen Totello in the interview and was asked that same thing. How are you expecting more people than the people that play Skyrim to play this game uh, if it's exclusive? And he is his, his direct quote. Well, that specific question of, hey, there's only one place I want to play games. And if that game doesn't end up on the one place I want to play that has its own business requirements for me as a creator those people can play those games they're just going to say i'm not choosing not to because it's not on the one device it has a specific uh, so i get that so it's kind of non-elusive kind of he's jumping around <laughs> a little bit on that because yeah phil is may... yep yes exactly See, and of course crazy. He, he commenting about uh, of course the um acquisition of activision blizzard he commented i want more people to be playing wow in five years than they're playing today i want more people to be playing call of duty in five years more people to be playing candy crush in five years because we made it more accessible to more people so. i eat more money so here's that, here's, here's what all that means what you, here's what that? all that means yeah. if starfield is going to be starfield 76 it's going to be everywhere meaning it's going to be a trash gas game oh please don't say that that that's that like i said the shell game is going to be the shell hey and then in in three four five years the service simps will say oh look how far the game has come it's like y'all should have got a complete game to begin with if it's a traditional starfield in the same line you know uh as uh what's that other one the 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 other the Skyrim, third, if it's like Scar, if it's like traditional Skyrim, then yeah, it'll be exclusive to Game Pass, and yeah, that everywhere. you'll have to play it. You'll have to play it there. I honestly don't think they know which direction they're going to go with Starfield. I honestly don't know. I think there's two houses. I think there's two schools of thought. I'm just, I'm just speaking. As someone who has no inside knowledge, I'm just looking at what Phil, what Phil's saying, his Philisms, and what's taking, what's actually taking place. I honestly don't think they know which direction they're going to take this game. I think there's a group that wants to make it a traditional Bethesda RPG, and I think there's a group that says, "No, we need to design this for a service. We need to 76 it up." Oh, I hope and not. At whoever wins out, that that's just going to be. And Phil's just covering the bases. We don't know what this game is. We've just seen some cinematics. I mean, they have said that it is a game like Skyrim, like a game, uh, single-player Elder Scrolls um, title in space. So, I mean, that's what we've been told. So, um, I don't think it's going to be a, a side uh, like a, a Elder Scrolls Online or Fallout 76, but who knows? We'll have to see once it's fully unveiled and we'll be able to see what's up with it. So, and yeah, they, I, as I recall, they kind of said the same thing about Fallout, what turned out to be Fallout 76. I don't believe anything that comes out of these people's mouths. Smart. Nothing. 
Nothing. Because the way they were building up fought what, what was named as Fallout 76 just before they showed it made you sound made it sound like you was getting a traditional fallout. <laughs> and then, then they showed it and it's like, oh <laughs> West Virginia, Mountain Malmo. Mm. This is trash. Take me so, home. <laughs> this is I don't trust anything that comes out of these people's. I honestly don't think that they know. I I don't think they know exactly which direction they're going to take it. They got two pitches. They got two two plans of action, two courses of action. Obviously, I think development has started on it, but it's at a point where it could still go one way or the other. Oh, my my thing is is that I'm already a Games Pass subscriber to 2024, I believe. So I'm so am I. uh, I'm going to get it. uh, It's going to be available for my consumption. Mine too. And so basically, if it's a single player knock knock your socks off adventure, pretty damn good. If it's a MMO, uh, gas it up, uh, coming in like a you know like a two wheels you know with like you know muffler all dangling out the side and, and shit then it don't matter i don't have to pay attention to it it's it's there and i don't have to consume it i'm not going to be disappointed because i am not going in with any high expectations either it's it's all it's all gravy to me it's like it's it's like the dessert bar at the table at the hometown buffet you know i'm gonna peruse and grab the the cheesecake and <laughs> mm. But don't you think that's what's wrong is that you're, you, you have this viewpoint on a product that you spent money on, on a service that you spent money on. And it's, it's just like, you're not, you're not, oh man, I'm hyped for this game. I'm it's like, it's just meh. I mean that at least if if I'm wrong, that if I'm wrong, if, if that's not the, impression that that you're saying then correct me but it's i mean when i'll just use myself as an example i'm going to tell you what games i'm hyped for i'm going to tell you what games i'm hyped for on the playstation on the switch i can't say that for the xbox and the this whole well i get it for i'm going to get it and it's no sweat off if it sucks it sucks if it's good it's good that can't be a selling point for me, bro. No, I mean, my, my thing like... is if they unveil it and it's just the bomb diggity and I'm going to look forward to it, I'm going to look forward to it. I'm going to be hyped up for it, you know. But, you know, it's at the point that, uh, you know, I know our listeners out there and listeners definitely respond back. I know, Gerald, you're a big fan of Bethesda and their their games and especially Fallout 76 and whatnot. I'm pretty sure if they come out with the games as a service for Starfield, everyone will be disappointed. I think this has been lauded as the sci-fi equivalent, um, like uh, Bethesda's answer to Mass Effect, you know, so on and so forth. It's supposed to be an epic adventure game, and that that's what the expectations are for it. And uh, I'm not getting into the whole hype business on this because of the fact that I don't know what this game is yet. You know, once I see gameplay footage and be able to go from there, then I will adjust my hype levels accordingly <laughs> on here. But, you know, I think my prior point is just like if it comes out where it's just like it's going to be meh, obviously, if, if I didn't have Xbox Games Pass, I would not be buying it and therefore no skin off my teeth. And the same thing, um, if if it's meh, I just don't have to download it. I mean, I'm taking the same 
curation out of the mix. I could curate my own library of games I love and want to enjoy and get hyped for, like you said, on here. But Xbox is a little bit different because basically if it's not on Games Pass, I'm not interested. <laughs> I mean, that's just... I, I don't know. It, 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 it's like, okay, like what we just talked about. Uh, uh, what is that RPG? The third one's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade 3? Chronicles. It's like, okay, you were definitively excited. Oh yeah. About that game, you we were just definitive, definitively excited about the updates to Kirby. Definitive, definitively excited about that. We've seen PlayStation uh, uh, state of plays where we say, "Oh, we are definitively excited." about these games forbidden west forespoken whatever and it's just like when when it's when it's time for when when, when we get the fill the philisms and we get the we get the fill speak and we see where the development process in some of these games i'm thinking hellblade 2 in particular it's just like it's like well, if it, it our our collective opinion is well, if it's good, it's good. If it's eh, well, well it's, I, I just think that's just weird for a console. If, if for it's just weird for a console product. I want to be excited for it, you know. Now, granted, you can say well, you know, sure enough, if you don't like it, get rid of it. Yeah, I can say that, but since I'm not going to be gaming on PC. I'm I'm going to hold on to it in the event that something that does grab my attention come out for it comes out for it and it didn't cost me any anything uh, other other than standing in line at a GameStop to pick up uh, uh, the system that I paid for with with store credit. But I mean I, I just find this whole thing just odd of the levels of interest. I don't even the levels of interest the statement the statements of interest that we're saying for two of these three consoles. And then when we're talking about something coming for Xbox, it's like, well, eh, you know, if it's great, it's great. If it's not, it's not. I, I, I just think that's a weird uh, compare and contrast. That, that, that's really all I'm saying. Yeah. For me, Xbox is not my main course. It's like a, it's like a side course. It's something I dabble in, but it's something to where I'm not coming in with high expectations, nor, um, I don't get disappointed if the game winds up being announced and being like, you know, I, I'm obviously I want all all three players in the, in the console game to come up with some bangers, you know, and to be able to come in. I mean, uh, we kind of seen as of late, at least, uh, you know, that it's kind of looking with Crossfire X, you know, there's like some other games that are coming for Games Pass that I'm excited for, but they're, you know, just on the service and not actual exclusives for Xbox. And then Des, you know, chime in if you want, but, you know, a lot of the games that have been announced for uh, some of the Microsoft game studios, like Avowed and, uh, you know, that, uh, what's that zombie game from uh, the um, team that did, um, Prey, I'm thinking of Arcane on there. I think it's called Red Out, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. The one with the uh, 4v4 zombie killer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, 
it's it's just like um i haven't seen enough of these games where i'm just gonna get super hyped and super excited yet and so i'm just hoping for the best but if if it happens to like kind of fall through and it's not for me because uh, you know i tend not to like play a lot of service games anyway um you know to me it's more you know more time to play other good you know stuff i want to play you know so what do you think i think you're right i mean i think it, it i hear what kevin is saying but that's what but that's in its sickness that's the beauty of of um game game pass because as long as you're okay with paying your monthly your monthly dues uh, it's honestly like a it's it's like a library card, you know. It's a curated library card, and I think they are. By they, I mean uh, Microsoft is hoping on people's apathy in order to basically sell them, you know, gas games because because of how people are, you know, they can just go in play a game. Not to say that you're apathetic, Joe. It's just it's just I totally understand what you're saying. If the game is good great no harm no foul if the game is bad great bad fine no harm no foul because i can just delete it from my hard drive so so this this want of exclusivity or getting excited about a game and stuff like that it's kind of cheapened when you when you don't have to worry about it you know or, or anything because at some point oh it'll show up on games pass and i can try it then you yeah. know and that's and I, and i think that's that's the 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 morbid beauty of the whole thing is is it's giving people access number one but at the cost of their of their um excitement yeah um and it's just weird to me bro that, no, that's, that's, weird. that's weird to me it's, it's like I totally man understand. i just bought this i just bought this hellcat challenger and eh, if it sucks it sucks if it's great it's great it's like we we can't we can't i can't think of another consumer product that we apply that level of thinking, you know, and I'm not saying what it, what it is, is just right or wrong. I'm just saying it's weird. It's hella weird to me. It's like, like Nintendo is not my, is not my platform of choice in this generation, but the stuff that they're showing me has me excited as a gamer. And the switch is not my primary platform. So I don't know. It, 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 that just, that that perspective it just hit me during the course of this con- uh, of uh, the Starfield discussion. They also apologies for for putting this on a on a, on a on a rabbit trail, but it, it is just weird that we're having this that we have this level of ap this accepted apathy, and that's a good word you use, Des, and that's like the selling point of this platform right now it's yeah. just bizarre it's bizarre as hell to me yeah X- xbox to me i curate my collections what i want to play on playstation i curate the, for all the platforms for xbox it's whatever comes in on games pass and i will basically cherry pick <laughs> it's it's literally the hometown buffet or a golden corral method you know i i like some some rotisserie chicken i'm gonna go get me a couple pieces of rotisserie chicken and some salisbury steak you know and I, i'm hoping 
Like, that you know, this good. this will be like a root Chris steak, you know, tasting good. But it, it won't be. And the fact that it won't be is acceptable. But, that you know, trips me the hell out. That's the thing, though. And the reason why it's not going to be good is because it's hometown buffet. That's the thing, you know. So so at some point, see, that's the thing, that's the thing that we have to understand. It's like at some point, you know, at some point. <laughs> You know, mediocrity becomes the norm, and when a really good game comes out of it, you're like, "Well, damn, that shit was really good." But then you have to well, think. You imagine well, that- if they if a real banger comes out of this mix, and it's just like hot coming in, just great. Imagine how good it will look compared to all the other games on the surface. <laughs> I mean, exactly, but but yeah. but because because it always elevates. Like, what is it? Rising tide rises all ships. All ships rise in rising tide. That's what that means. So so if Starfield, so th- that's why it doesn't make any sense for Phil to let Starfield be on every other console. Because if Starfield is that rising tide, it's gonna put bull, but it's gonna boy up every yeah. every other game. Yeah, you know, the, whether the it's trash buffet, or not. You're, you're going to be like looking at a Brazilian steakhouse, you know, or something like that, you know, like, you know, you're going to get that. Uh... But the problem is, but the problem is, if you're fine with the with the level of the water as it is. Yeah, that's the problem. And I think yeah, I know everyone is everyone is cool with the way the water is right now. Uh, you know, and, and Xbox X, 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 Games is Pass is the that... greatest value in gaming. Exactly. And the thing is, and the thing is. Because we hear that narrative so much, it becomes reality, and we start believing it, and that's the problem. You know, perfect example is is I can't remember who it was, but one of the rappers on their album, I think it was Kanye actually, put on on his in his album, and it's the CD cover on on, on the inside cover. You take the CD out of thing, and it says, "I am a genius," right on it. And so many people bought that album, and so many saw people saw that that they started calling him a genius because because that's because it was that weird like you've heard it so many times that 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 becomes reality, and so it's this. And so people start like, okay, you know, and that's why it's okay for some people to say, hey, you know, I'm gonna like I got Games Pass. Why why should I buy another game? You know, if it's going if it's coming to Games Pass. Why do I need to worry about it? And Phil wants to be that man. Phil wants Phil wants to be that person, you know. And and it's the up to Lord the consumer. Of mediocrity. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's up, but it's up to the consumer to decide if that's okay. And right now, yeah. it's fine. So I mean, I, mean, I pay for the service. It's there. I mean, uh, if I make a decision, I don't want to play um, ball on the Xbox platform anymore. Then I'll just sell my series. X and in the you right better there. not. I'm your dependent, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the best life right now. All right, all right. I got I got the buffet pass, and then you got the you got the, the, the twelve years and older child entry. That's right. You're in here for free, buddy. You bet not. You had bed not. I'd be so pissed if I if I can't sign the Xbox because you got because you got woke. Hell no. Oh, speaking of uh, gotten woke, uh, this last news story. I'm kind of gonna mention something here because we're kind of commenting privately during our play session on here. But you know, of course, uh, February 1st, uh, Microsoft, uh, because of the fact of it being Black History Month, 
uh, had this big long uh, Xbox wire and then across all their Twitter platforms as well, commented that Xbox believes in the power of gaming to bring people together to cultivate joy, creativity, and teamwork. On here, they're committed to building a community where everyone is welcome to play. And one way to do this is by supporting and amplifying the voices of underrepresented communities in gaming. So example for Black History Month, we are getting such things as a banner in Master Chief Collection on here for Black History Month with a new emblem and gameplay, of course, in the uh, Twitter uh, tweet out for this. Um, you know, I was commenting to Kevin, you know, say it loud. Uh, <laughs> say it loud. Xbox supports blacks and they're proud. <laughs> so, of them. course, got that. Got Forza Horizon celebrating Black History Month with a new livery design contest on here. Um, you can celebrate Black History Month with a new gamer pick, profile theme, and avatar items on there and i know kevin you had some comments as the reason why i added this to the outline at least of talking about all this uh you know signaling from xbox in particular and i did go look to see if playstation had any black history month um, messages or nintendo and i did not see anything of the such so yeah uh and shout out to playstation and nintendo for just keeping it gaming uh this stuff is cringe as hell. This stuff is cringe as hell. I mean, I I don't know. It it it's it's it. Spare me your twelve years a slave marketing campaign. I I I don't need I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear it. What I need you to do is give me is give me when I bring up my Game Pass tiles, show me some stuff that I want to play. That's what you can do for me as as, as it, for Black History Month Xbox. Do that for me. I, I don't need you to coddle to coddle us as Black people with this. Oh look look at the we support. Look at the diversity. Look at the and then you know what are you going to do me do? Give me a, a an MLK skin for grounded. I don't need. I don't need this. I don't need this. This and this is cringe because ironically, what you could be doing if you really meant it is you could be highlighting projects being done internally with your teams maybe headed up by black programmers, black directors, uh, black coders, black people in the games industry that are in sound design, in uh, 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 laying out the, the music soundtracks for your upcoming games. But you can do that. There are 11 other months in the year that you could be doing that, but you don't. You just compress all this shit in February and say, hey, look, 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 look Xbox loves the Negroes. I, I, I'm done. I'm done. I am sick with this caught with, with this cringe ass, uh, you know, cap, eth you know, ethnic cap marketing that these corporations do. And Xbox, Xbox marketing teams are cringe as hell anyway. 
And then when they try and and gussy it up in with for Black History Month, it the the cringe quotient rise rises tenfold. It does. Say it loud. You really you really gonna take us the 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 title of the, of a song from the Godfather of Soul written as part of his personal protest protest that he actually went out and actively participated in in reaction to the way black people were being treated by law in the 60s due to Jim Crow police brutality he wrote that song as an as a means to uplift his people you really going to take that song the first three words of the beginning of that wonderful song and apply it to your freaking 12 years a slave black history month marketing f you for that i mean on the real f you microsoft for doing that seriously i i'm i'm done with this kind of thing i i hate seeing february come around because it's going to be one thing, one corporate entity after another that's going to be saying, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, we love, we love, we love y'all Negroes. We love, yeah, sure. Look at, look at, you know, throw up a picture of Martin Luther King, you know, in in some uh, photoshopped imagery, you know, behind a Coca Cola logo, and just and, and 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 hey look look what look what we did with black history month we love y'all negroes it's like no spare me that you could be talking about these black this black achievement 11 months out of the year routinely you could be doing that but you're not you're you're just you're 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 just being cringe and i'm just done with it I'm done with it <laughs> that's that's and that's how I feel about that. Yeah, no, I'm sorry to that. Uh, you know, I don't want to bring you anguish by bringing this up. No, you're not thought. bringing me anguish. Me, you know me. I love a good rant. Oh, I, mean, I, <laughs> I, do. I love a good rant. I um, to me, I I never like corporate speak. You know, like Earth Day comes around, it's like, oh, we're all for the environment. Let's save the world. It's like, fuck you, the ones fucking it up to begin with, for God's sake. I mean, and you know, they do that for Black History Month. They do this for Pride. Oh, here, look at this. Is this rainbow covered colored controller? Oh, we love gay people. Oh, we love black people. Oh, 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 Cinco de Mayo. Oh, oh, here's all here's all the the the, the Latin folk. Here, here's here's your uh, 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 Mexican flag emblem Xbox controller or whatever the hell it is. And when you could be highlighting the achievements, the projects, more and most importantly, the games that are being headed up by these individuals and not drawing attention to the, oh yeah, well, this black, well, he's black, he's gay, he's Hispanic, he's Mexican, he's Latin, he's whatever. He's, he's, he's cross-eyed. <laughs> instead of, instead of focusing on, on the, the label on a certain month of the year, you could be highlighting the achievements of these people throughout. That's what you could be doing. But you're not doing that because you really don't give a damn. And, you know, shout out to Nintendo 
and Sony for just straight up keeping it gaming thus far. Kudos to y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Now, out of the three console manufacturers, yeah, Xbox is the only one up front with all this business. Even through ML, they threw uh, MLK in Minecraft, which you could get available. <laughs> <laughs> yes, My, Minecraft Education Edition offers lessons in good trouble. A collection of eight interactive Minecraft worlds and lessons on social movements throughout history, including civil rights movement and Black Lives Matter, as well as lessons about Dr. Martin Luther King and the origins of Juneteenth. So, so there is a pixelated Martin Luther King in Minecraft. So. <laughs> I don't see no Malcolm X or... Uh, oh, you, you ain't gonna see Malcolm. You ain't gonna see Matt. You ain't gonna see Marcus up in there. You ain't gonna see none of them. You won't. You won't. You won't even see Douglas up in that. No. 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 Them Negroes too controversial. Can't have that. Yeah. I don't see no Malcolm X up in anyone's business. So you know, no, no Faircon, but you know, hey. <laughs> so I'm. I'm that. That just irks the hell out of me. Yeah. You know. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we uh we said our piece, right? Des, anything else to add? Nope, I think Kevin said it. <laughs> All right, good deal. And that is the news for this episode. Well, all right, all right. So again, special thank you for those who contributed to our main event. Special shout out to uh, AZ Rockslide, GHR Maverick. Chase and Will D and Gerald, but a big thank you to you guys for participating in our main event. As always, like I like to say, without the participants in our show, without the participants in our Discord channel, we're just three old dudes yapping into the internet ether. So, as always, I don't want an episode to go by without giving you guys a special shout out. Contact you can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use if you've heard something that you'd like to respond to or if you yourself would like to be on the show and get your opinions on the wonderful world of gaming out to our listeners. You're going to want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We can also be reached on Twitter at gamingvessels. That's G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. On our Twitter page, you will also find the link to our Discord server, which I would highly encourage all of you who haven't yet, who enjoy and listen to our show and enjoy what we do here, I would highly encourage you to join up on our Discord server and take part in our gaming discussions. There's no, we have a, it's not an echo chamber, but everybody is is cordial and friendly. You'll find people to play games with. You'll find people to discuss gaming and the games industry with varied opinions very varied viewpoints and it's just a great place uh to discuss gaming because i'm sure as we all as i'm sure you you all have observed and i know we have observed here on this show uh most of social media is a dumpster fire regardless of the topic that you're talking about so i would highly encourage you to join up on our Discord server and get in some good gaming discussions, link up with some good people to play games with. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found 
at at on uh, on Twitter for whatever reason, <laughs> at, at usually tweeting stuff about cars <laughs> more so than video games as of late. Uh, you can find me at Shonuff seventy one S H O N U F the number seventy one. PlayStation Network. I can be found at Shonuff seven. Same spelling with the number seven at the end. Xbox Live. I am Shonuff zero seven one. Same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. And on the Switch, my friend code is 7658-2155-3309. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? All right, y'all can find me on Twitter at TheNemo6. That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. Um, you can find me on uh, PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live at Nemo Tigger. That's N E M O T G G R. And my Nintendo friend code is 5280-6674-4519. And as always, please, if you message us, let us know how you how you've heard of us. You know, I mentioned the show or something that way we speak to people, not uh, bots. They know what they did. <laughs> All right, Trader Joe, where can the folks get a hold of you at, man? Well, Trader Joe can be known as Jabroni Chief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F on Twitter. Also, same handle on PSN and Steam, uh, Xbox, Jabroni Chief 374, and my Nintendo friend code 4712-5953-1409. All right, all right. So, folks, that is going to bring episode 158 to a close Again, want to thank y'all for tuning in, listening. There's a lot of other things you could be doing with your time. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the interaction. We appreciate appreciate the download and the listen. So a special shout out to all of y'all out there. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Who is that food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar? I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digger Dulamite. Purple bling bling. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Purple bling bling for Black History Month, y'all. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Hook it up. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Say it loud. So Google so might fresh. Not proud. <laughs> so fresh. Yes. That's dope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will be back next week with episode 159 for your auditory canals to consume. Peace.